we're going to transition over now to we've talked a lot about the guys that need to perform well on the field guys that you know you need a you need this guy to be great this year you need this guy to step up uh, and, and that's all in regard to on the field i think i think there's a an important discussion that needs to be had about guys that really need to step up off the field in the locker room uh learning how to be a pro and i don't just mean you know be a good professional football player i mean like know how to be a professional um how to handle yourself as a pro, and there are three names that I wanted to kick around with you and, and kind of talk about their future and look forward, and, and it's it's that, you know, damn second round again, Brian, because yeah. these three names we're going to look at today, they're three of your last four second round picks, and I think the first one that we'll talk about, we'll just kind of go in chronological order, the first one is Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill, I think, enters the camp this year. He's on the bubble. He very well... This could be the end for him even before the season starts. Um, but, I mean, if he's going to be here, he's going to have to take a big step up in maturity that three straight defensive coordinators have not seen in him since he got here. No, you're absolutely right about that, Bob. And, you know, in that room, when you're arguing about players and it's close, say that he doesn't play to the level, well, you'll probably move on. But say if it's close between two other guys. He really doesn't have a sponsor in that room. You know, everybody's, you know, everybody pins that pick on Rod Marinelli. The scouts will take, you know, they'll take their heat for that too. But you look at that and how, okay, how does a guy make the team if, if in fact, it's just his play is just okay. And I I don't think that he's got anybody in that room that's going to step up for him. So he's going to have to play three technique and play it well. And, but what he can't afford is to all of a sudden you and I are standing at the fence and we look up and 72 is walking off the field, holding his bicep or something, you know, or holding, you know, is, you know, is walking off slow, you know, or he got rolled up on or something like that. He has got to find a way to stay healthy and just keep fighting through training camp and make that front office have to cut him. You know, and that's that's kind of where I, I think with Tristan Hill is because he's talented enough. There's some quickness. There's some behind the line play. Uh, there's some you know, there's some there's some tools there, but he just hasn't done anything consistently enough to make you want to fight for. Him. How much of his issues or his inability to become the player they thought he could? How much of that just from people you talk to? How much of that do you think is about the maturity? Because I think that's a big part of this for them. I, I, you know what he he was a guy that came in and it's like, it's like his like he'd never he'd never been anywhere in his life. You know, I mean, it's like, oh wait, we have inactives. Oh, I don't get to play. I don't, you know, and it, you're just you're, you're like, okay, I'm 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 not saying that every young kid that comes into the NFL has everything down perfect. But his awareness was just not there. And, you know, I, I look at him, he's got a strange body type, too. I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, are you going to get stronger? Are we going to lose some baby fat here? Are we going to, you know, be a, a thicker, sturdier player? And it really hasn't looked that way. You know, I'm, I'm not privy to going in the weight room every day and seeing how he works out. But physically, you could see some of these guys. I will say this. He is extremely quick, you know, but that's what it's going to take. It's going to take him being disruptive, 
uh, winning some one-on-one battles in camp, playing well in the preseason. He can't afford to miss two or three weeks with one of those injuries I was talking about. I think that just about every Cowboys fan is well aware at this point. They know it's not just chatter or anything else. They're well aware of the issues that Kelvin Joseph has and and his maturity. And I think that the Cowboys drafted Kelvin Joseph in 2021 with the plan that you are going to be a starter in 2022. I think that was what they had in mind when they picked him. And the maturity and the -the off-the-field issues have made it impossible for them to trust him enough to take the job from, I don't know, Jordan Lewis probably, maybe Anthony Brown, one of those guys. Um, I think that the, the Cowboys were well aware of the risks with Calvin Joseph when they took him. Um, I, I, I think some of the stuff with Tristan Hill, they may tell you, uh, well, we didn't get the best info. Some people had, had vouched for him that we didn't do that. That was not the case with Calvin Joseph. They were warned about Calvin Joseph by plenty of people, and they need him. I mean, obviously, with with the story of, of being, you know, uh, somebody that Dallas police want to talk to in connection with a murder this offseason, uh, this is somebody who's got to grow up really fast. Yeah, Bob, I, I was, uh, you know, my school uh, is LSU, and he started his career at LSU. And I talked to several people about him and you know they they said hey we love the kid we love you know but availability about him it wasn't always consistent you know uh, there would be times where they would want him to be involved and then he would be gone and they didn't know where he was and I mean it was just there was there was no really accountability for him at all and they my guys in Baton Rouge were like listen Great kid, but trouble is always within arm's length. He goes, he's not always in trouble, but trouble is right there with him. And sometimes the decisions you make, the friends that you make, put you in bad situations. But when he left LSU and went to Kentucky, now I talk to guys at Kentucky, and they're like, listen, this guy wants to play when he wants to play. He doesn't want to play on our schedule. And they were glad that he was gone. You know, they, they were like, fine, move on. No, that, no, no problem here. Super, super, super talented guy. And Dan Quinn, you know, Dan kind of stuck it out there. Him, Will McClay, Mike McCarthy, they were all in Lexington, Kentucky for that workout. The Cowboys sent uh, uh, Jason Cohen, the, their attorney, to Baton Rouge uh, to find out information about the player. You know, they were, in, they were curious that there were some things that they needed to know about. And they, you know, came back, obviously, and felt like that he was good enough to draft there in the second round. But this one's on Dan Quinn. This is on Will McClay. But it's on the player, too, because the player has got to find a way to put all these things behind him that's keeping him from being the type of player he can be. Kelvin Joseph, I, I again, I think the Cowboys were were well aware of that. It's almost like the, uh, you know, the the – stereotype girlfriend in a movie with the bad boy yeah. falling for another bad boy. And like, I can fix him. I'll fix this one. And, and, you know, coaches, coaches love to believe that they can, they can fix that guy and they can get the most out of him. And I just, I have my doubts personally that they're ever going to get it out of Kelvin Joseph. I just, I don't believe that's a guy they're ever going to get it out of. Well, he, he's another one of these guys that he can't afford to miss any days. He can't be the guy that's standing next to you and I while we're watching practice, or he's over there on the cords with Britt Brown. 
He needs to be practicing. He needs to have his, I'm going to say this, he needs to have his nose bloodied a little bit. You know, he needs to get in the battle and fight. And maybe these wide receivers right now won't be the best ones to fight against, but he needs to get in there and let people gain some confidence in him as a player because he's been super unreliable uh, right now as a player and then as a teammate uh, for for a lot of these guys. And I know it's very early, but again, you want to talk about there. there's eyes wide open. The Cowboys came into their second-round pick this year, Sam Williams, with eyes yeah. wide open. And I don't know that we've talked enough about this. People obviously know about the the sexual battery charge from 2020 that he was in trouble with. that that, And I believe those charges were dropped. Um, and so that, that was put behind him. But it was still something that, you know, was something that the Cowboys and the rest of the NFL had to look into. And I'll tell you this. I know that the Cowboys and everybody else found that there were things that they were concerned with outside of that. And not just legal yeah. things, work ethic things, uh, maturity issues. They had questions. And they they went for the guy anyway. And that's a guy that Dan Quinn has been very public about. This was my guy. This is the guy that I wanted. But I think that having seen what's happened with Tristan Hill, seen what's happened with Kelvin Joseph... I think the Cowboys need to be very, very careful about the way they handle Sam Williams. I, I totally agree with you, Bob. And and I I know talking to people with the Cowboys and at Mississippi about him, everything you said is absolutely right. And that maybe this was a guy too that was kind of going to his uh, you know, his own beat. You know, they would say what the going to his own beat of the drum, yep. his own drum. And, you know, they said, hey, he, he could be a hard guy to he could be a hard guy to coach. He could be a hard guy to uh, to get to that. Maybe, you know, he's one of those guys that might have all the answers. Yeah. You know, and, and that's I think that's but, you know, you look at a deep, you know, and here's another one. Here's another player from the Southeastern Conference, you know, that that Dan Quinn, he went to. You know, Oxford, Mississippi, he worked this kid out. You know, he he knew that, hey, I can't get this kid in the third, but I sure can try and fight for him in the second. And that just shows you how much sway that Dan Quinn has to be able to say, hey, we're, you know, I know I can't, we can't get this guy in the third. We need him in the second. We'll make this happen. And this is Will making it happen for him again. But I'm willing to give this guy a chance because the play, the level of play is very very good. He, he, you know, when you talk about those complete defensive ends against the run, against the pass, he does a great job. He really, really does. He knows how to rush, how deep to rush, how to come back, to retrace his steps, how to get in on the play. He's got the length. He's got the size. He's got everything you love in a defensive end. But does he really, really have the work ethic? You know, and I think that you know, you and I have heard these types of things. You know, that's the question. Is he willing to pay the price to be great? And we'll see if AD and Dan Quinn and those guys can get that out of him. Yeah, absolutely. Three very talented guys there, Tristan Hill, Kelvin Joseph, Sam Williams. You just, you hope that they can put it together off the field, honestly. I think that's a big thing the Cowboys are banking on. You're listening to The Love of the Star. Uh, Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now... It is time for our favorite part of the show where we hear from you. 